Hello and welcome to the HLS Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me MD Tex. And yes, folks, it is time for weekly picks here once again. You can always subscribe to this podcast over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to get your wonderful, fine podcasts. You can join us live every week here in the HLS Sportsbook, Wednesday somewhere around 9.30 p.m. Central, 10.30 p.m. Eastern when I don't have audio issues like I did tonight. That being said, I'm going to bring in Eddie. Eddie, how you living, buddy? Remembered how to pick. I watched a video where a Colorado mascot shot himself in the dick with a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> I'm, I'm living the dream, my man. I haven't yet seen that, so that's what that is that I've seen on my timeline like crazy. Oh, my God. I've watched it probably 15 times a day and audibly cackled every single time. Okay, so I know then uh, I'm going to count that as news when I do my news roundup with Shane, and that's going to be the beauty of having Twitch. We can actually show that live on the stream. (laughs) It's very good. All right, we will definitely have to do that. Uh, But yes, folks, I had a little... um, I'm trying to do that whole thing, because if you remember, anytime we got a follower, it would be ridiculously loud, and it really sucks. I can't edit that out of the podcast, no matter how hard I try. It's it's not going to help, so... Trying to split the audio has been interesting. I think I finally got it. Hopefully the the quality still stays. Uh, we're shooting somewhere above shutdown full cast, but a little bit below solid verbal. I think that'd be a good spot to be in. What do you think, Eddie? That is the widest gulf of all time. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's good to be in that middle, but... That's a that's a big old middle, my friend. Yeah, hey, look, it's it's a target I can hit, so I know that much. All right, folks. Well, we are definitely going to get to it here. We're going to get to the picks, uh, but before we do that, uh, want to take care of a couple p- pieces of business. One, uh, we're doing a solid to one of our friends, uh, Bridget Go Irish. Uh, if you go to herlittlesons.com slash shut up flutie. She has a wonderful design, and I did that to make her uh, little T-shirt, uh, T-Public, a little bit easier to find uh, via word of mouth. It's a great shirt. Uh, I actually purchased one myself, so uh, one of our loyal listeners, loyal readers, uh, so definitely go support Bridget, herlilsons.com slash shutupflutie. This actually doesn't support HLS. Uh, this supports her. Now, if you do want to support HLS, you will notice something new down uh, in the Twitch profile. There's a little tip jar that looks suspiciously like a whiskey glass. Uh, you click on this, you can actually give us, I'm not even going to call it a donation because really it's a tip. If you like the dumbass shit that we do on this show, and for whatever reason you actually think it's worth some of your hard-earned American currency, well then by all means, we will be happy to take it. We're also looking to do uh, some fun stuff, and that leads us to the Pick'em. HerLittleSons.com slash Pick'em. So, we are very, very close to actually having merch ourselves. Now, this has been something that's been a long time coming. Uh, actually, our friend uh, uh, Bridget Go Irish actually gave us a couple of designs she really wants us to use, so we're going to do that as well. Uh, got some Gambler-themed stuff that we may have out here in the future, so looking forward to have that because uh, everybody needs a gambling shirt in their life, right, Eddie? Oh, Lord, did you just die on me? No, I'm here. Oh, okay, Discord died on you then. <laughs> that is known to happen from time to time. Yes, it is. Uh, but anyway, yes, yeah, so we will have that out soon. And that is, at least for right now, the plan uh, for the prize is you're going to get your pick of HLS swag. It can be the Gambler-themed stuff. It could be something else that we throw out there. So that is coming. But, Eddie, I think that's enough of this bullshit. I think it's time to get what these degenerate folks are here for. I think it's time for some picks, sir. 
Let's go, baby. All righty. Let's go ahead and bring up that beautiful, beautiful board. We're going to start off on a Friday night here again because Southern Cal, fresh off their ass whooping from a very, very mediocre to not as mediocre Texas team, are somehow a three and a half point favorite against the Pirate Mike Leach in Washington State. This game at Southern Cal, they are a three and a half point favorite. Eddie, you sir, please lead us off. I mean, at this point, SC is just bad, right? There's sure no- looks that way. Oh, it's trash, huh? Yeah. Here's the problem, though. Wazoo, they played Wyoming, played San Jose State, played Eastern Washington. I don't think we actually know anything about Washington State yet. Yeah, they're 3-0. Yeah, they can put up points. I'm going to stick with picking spite and picking against a trash-ass team. We know Southern Cal's bad. I hope they stay that way for the rest of the year. I guess give me what to do. <laughs> That's a very, very confident pick to lead things off, Eddie. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a very dumb game in what might be a half-full Coliseum on Friday. Maybe. You know, between they're doing construction there, you've got a Friday night game, you got as bad as they've been playing, which, how are they still ranked? I don't know. That makes no sense. That's actually yeah, and seventeen uh, at that. They're they're comfortably in the top twenty-five. Yeah, I don't know, man, but that's a bad football team, is all I know right now. So give me give me them kooks. All right, well, I, I tell you what, Eddie, I actually am in the same conundrum that you are, to be quite honest, because yeah, Southern Cal, I mean, they look like hot garbage, and it's one of those things to where. You know, people want to talk about what kind of offensive identity does Notre Dame have. Can you please tell me what in the world Southern Cal's actually trying to do on offense besides throwing up prayers here and there? Because that looks to be about uh, it. Right now, I think JT Daniels knows that he's got the Pharaoh, and so he locks in and he just chucks it to Amon Ra, who has done a pretty damn good job of pulling him down so far and makes me sad every time I see a highlight of him. I know. I, yeah. I really they, wish the St. Brown family would have stayed with Notre Dame. Just one of them. Hell. Absolutely. All right. So, I mean, with all that being said, there's also the problem that Wazoo might actually be really trash as well. Um, Honestly, Eddie, this has all the feeling to me of a game where that dumb, dumb hook ends up screwing everything up. (sighs) I can't believe I'm going to do this. I I, I love to pick out a spite. But I'm gonna take the Trojans in this one. I just this is not so much me saying that Southern Cal is is good. It's me saying I think Wazoo's that bad. I really think that's the difference in this one. The return of noted Southern Cal enthusiast Indy Tex. I do for shame. I do not feel good about this. I do not feel good <laughs> about this at all. But anyway, moving on. Number two, Georgia, 15 point favorite on the road against Mizzou. Say what? That's a lot of points on the road, but Georgia's one of those teams to where they're going to have to prove me wrong. Uh, they absolutely showed up against South Carolina. They handled them very easily. I see absolutely no reason why that will not continue with Missouri. So go ahead and give me the dogs there for a very comfortable cover. Eddie, who do you have? I mean, I, I took South Carolina and Georgia. In the first half, I felt real good about that pick. 
and then the second half happened, and Georgia <laughs> just beat the hell out of the Cox. And then you flip over to Mizzou, that offense looks real good. They're putting up 40 a game. Drew Locke, a guy that I think we might have mentioned in passing in our uh, season-wide preview as a kind of dark horse Heisman guy, they can put up points. Here's what I don't like. I mean, Georgia, and you've said this already, I haven't picked up on it because I'm dumb, but Georgia's one of those teams you probably shouldn't pick against. However, Mizzou can put up a lot of points, and here's the thing. I'm looking, and it's early. Again, it's Wednesday night, but currently, 15% of bets are on Mizzou. 7% of the money on Mizzou. I'm going to go behind the desk over by that big board, and I'm going to roll with the house on this one. Give me them tigers. All right. Okay. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm going to give you that pick. Now, I'm going to give you a chance to change your mind here, Eddie, because you mentioned they're scoring 40 points or above every single game. Those stalwart opponents that they've been doing against are Tennessee Martin, Wyoming, and Purdue, who, I need to remind you, they damn near lost to, 40-37. to You're going to take Missouri against a Georgia defense? Are you insane? I'm going to take Missouri plus 15 points against the Georgia defense. Okay. Yes, yes, I am. All right. This this reeks of backdoor cover. No, okay. No, no, not going to happen. Murder train. All right. Well, we disagree. Let's move on to another murder train, and that is Alabama. Number one, Alabama still a 27-point favorite at home against those dear old Aggies from Texas A&M. Eddie, who do you have in this one? I really want to get dumb again. <laughs> if this was if this was in the land of the fake army cult, I would be able to talk myself into A and M here. Because look, they, what they did against Clemson really surprised me. They stepped up. We know what Mike Elko can do with the defense, and Kellen Mond has been playing great ball. He's been really doing a good job for them at quarterback. But Alabama is not a college football team. They may not be an NFL team, but they're sure as hell not a college football team. They are in a league above. Tagaviola is, it's not fair to let a team with that good of a defense and that much skill everywhere finally also have a quarterback. That's just, (laughs) that's ridiculous. So I'm taking Bama here. I I really wanted to talk myself into the X, but I can't do it. It's it's Bama until it ain't. Eddie, this game could be played on the fucking moon, and I would take Alabama here. I mean, look, noted Aggie fan Tex here. I I don't care who is coordinating that defense. It could be Elko. It could be Venables. It doesn't matter. Alabama is on some crazy, crazy shit right now to where Vegas has not been able to understand them. I gave their gigantic margin of victory stat last week. It is still up there. They're still beating the spread, and it's not even close. Vegas does not know how to handicap Alabama right now, and I see no reason for that to stop anytime soon. So go ahead and give me the tide here in this one. Fucking free. I'm riding that train until it crashes because they've been covering these spreads no problem, and I know the Aggies, their defense had a good showing against Clemson, but Clemson... 
you mentioned it, Eddie. It's not so fair for such a great team to have a great quarterback now. That is the one thing Clemson is missing. And if you will remember, Clemson jumped out to a big lead on the Aggies, but they just could not keep their offense going. And that is what ended up costing them more than anything in this one. So go ahead and give me Bama for the easy, easy cover in this one. All right, next up, we're going to stay in the SEC. South Carolina sneaking back into the top 25 at number 24. Two and a half point favorite on the road against Vanderbilt. I'm not sure what kind of bad football is going to be played here, but I'm looking for a big letdown game from Vandy. They threw everything they had at the Irish. They came up short, looking for the Gamecocks to go ahead and take that. All I need them is covered by three. I'll take that every day against this one because Vandy, I think, is semi-decent, but right after uh, a near, you know, as far as they're concerned, they won that game. So it's a perfect letdown situation. Go ahead and give me South Carolina. Who do you have, Eddie? Very timely jabs all around that I appreciate. <laughs> uh, we didn't we didn't do a lot of uh, a foreplay for this episode. We didn't talk about the records, but the other thing we didn't talk about is week four. Look, we all know how important college football is and, and how you and I, at least, will put it against friends, Ryan's kids, uh, you know, all these things. It's more important than all of that. This is not a great week slate. No, nope, not it's really. It's not on paper. But, Ryan, we've been doing this what? Have we been doing the picks on this? It's been are we three or four years into this shit now? I think we might be we might be four. I don't know. But what always happens on a week that coming into it, we're like, man, this kind of sucks. On paper, there really aren't any good games, are there? Something balls insane happens without fail. It always leads to a chaos week. That's part of why I like picking Mizzou. It's it's part of why I was trying to talk myself into A and M. This Carolina line doesn't make sense to me. You've got the Gamecocks, who I think on paper are a better team, coming off a bye, which I can't remember if that was a weather bye or an actual bye. I think it was a weather one, if I remember correctly. Either way, they had a week off. Vandy, yeah, they played Notre Dame tight last week, but I remain not all that impressed with Notre Dame, and I don't think Vanderbilt's lighting the world on fire by any means. I don't, I'm really, like, this line is about five points lower than what I would guess. <laughs> Same, so to be honest. And, and so, therefore, I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to take Fandy in this one because I don't get it. And usually when I don't get it, that means Vegas does. So we're going to play a little switcheroo. All right. This is when I wish part of the audio issues, folks, is my soundboard. Otherwise, the uh, it's a trap or pickception would be going off right about now. I mean, I see the logic. I got to admit, I do see the logic there. It's not it's not a fadeception. No, it's not. Yeah. Last week. I was what, six and three, I think? Yeah, you were. Uh, I would actually, and we'll, we'll recap that before we get off here. I just don't have everything in front of me right now. It, it's been a day. There's a reason I'm still on my work clothes on the stream right now. Uh, but anyway, let's keep it moving because we got about uh, five more games here to pick. Next one, we're going to head to the Big 12. We're going to head into our home state here, Eddie. We're going to head into your backyard. Number TCU coming down to Austin after their crazy game against Ohio State. A three and a point, a three and a half point favor. You can't do three and a point. That doesn't make sense. Against Texas. Eddie, who do you have in this one? 
I don't like this line. Again, <laughs> why is this line so small? Ah, uh, we're we're going to stick with the same theme as last week and and here's the problem with TCU. Their offense has not really looked good this year. Even against SMU in that game that you and I watched a bunch of, that those points were not due to TCU's offense taking over. That was SMU screwing up and giving points away on turnovers. That's true. Yes, it's very true. Meanwhile, you've got TCU reeling off a tough loss. I mean, they were in that game until midway through the third quarter when the wheels just absolutely came off. Gave the ball away pretty much three straight times. Gave up a quick three scores. It got ugly in a hurry, and they couldn't come back from it. Meanwhile, Texas has got to be feeling real good. Granted, we don't think Southern Cal is any good, <laughs> but that's still a big win. And that's a big win that Texas needed. Getting them at home, which Daryl K. Royal is not exactly the loudest place to play, but for a big game, it's it's a lot like Notre Dame, to be honest. For a big game, they'll get up. And I think a game against TCU in this spot is going to help them with that. And finally, because I want to be up by that big board as of Wednesday. Only 25% of the tickets are on the horns right now and even less of the money. So I'm going to sit with the book and we're going to hook them. All right. Well, I'm going to disagree with this. I'm going to go with TCU. They showed me quite a lot in that game against Ohio state. Uh, They were not afraid of them. This is a potential letdown situation. I will definitely give you that uh, because that was a pretty brutal way to lose. And they did kind of implode. However, it is it is crucial to note that they almost were able to claw back into it if their awesome kickoff return had actually been valid and not one of the worst lateral attempts ever. They might that have been was able, cool as shit, though. It was. And, 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 you know, kudos to the camera work at uh, ABC slash ESPN for seeing the guy laying down in the end zone. As I, I was I was out at a restaurant with my wife and some friends and said, watch this. TCU's going to do a big-ass lateral here because they found somebody lying their ass in the end zone. Uh, so with that all being said, I, I really like TCU's defense that they bring out here, and I think that is going to be the difference. I would look at the under in this one. Because I agree, TCU's offense does lack a little bit to be desired. Uh, They are clearly accident prone, as they showed against Ohio State. Uh, But at the end of the day, I think they're flat out a better team than Texas. I think they are going to be in the driver's seat in the Big 12 after this one. So go ahead and give me the frogs in this one. All right, next up, we're going to have, damn, I wish I had my soundboard again, because this got shootout written all over it, I feel. Although Oklahoma State really show they actually have something similar to a defense. So this looks like one of those classic games where about 100 combined points can be put up with Oklahoma State favored by 13. And usually in a shootout, you take the points. But like I said, Oklahoma State against Boise actually showed that they got a pulse there on defense. And Texas Tech, boy, they don't look very good right now. Old Miss kind of took them to the, the woodshed. They looked really terrible there. Whatever defense Texas Tech typically has is even worse than usual. So go ahead and give me the Yokies in this one. Eddie, who do you have? Well, I'm with you on the over. I know that much. Good <laughs> night. That I don't know if you saw any of the Houston-Texas Tech game last week. It was, I saw the score. <laughs> it was hilariously bad. I mean, just, just ridiculous. 
I've been very, very wrong about two teams so far this year. I've been very, very wrong about Oklahoma State. I was incredibly impressed with what they de- did against Boise last week. Mm-hmm. And you, you nailed it. It was what their front seven did. I mean, they were all over the quarterback. I think they ended up with, what, six, seven sacks in that game? Uh, really put a hurt on them, and their special teams really stepped up as well, which are areas that, honestly, going into the game, pretty much everybody thought Boise had them on lock. Uh, I think you're going to get a shootout. Texas Tech is still going to put some points up, but even with the old adage of take the points in a shootout, I don't think I can take Texas Tech here. This is going to be, I don't know, a lot like last week, actually. <laughs> but in reverse for Texas Tech. I'm looking like 63-65 to 42-49. Uh, somewhere in there, any of that's good enough to cover. So give me them pokes. All righty. All right, let's move on to the last page of the board here. We're going over to the Big Ten, where Wisconsin, after getting upset by a BYU team that got beat by Cal, they are a three-point favorite heading over into Iowa. Still number five in the nation. That that cannot be right. I have to have that wrong. There's there's no way they're number five in the nation. That's a typo. Yeah, you may you may still be working off of uh, last week's. So let me see if I can pull it up real quick here. Yeah, they're not number five. There's no way. Uh, They're 18, according to ESPN. All right. So we may have some stuff wrong here on the board for rankings for the most part. This is what I get for using the spread as the rankings as well. So Yeah, Southern Cal also not ranked anymore. So at least some things are still right with the world. All right. That that actually makes more sense now. Okay. So never using Bovada again for rankings. All right. Anyways, all that aside, um... Wisconsin, and I tell you what, if they were at home, I'd feel a hell of a lot better about this one. But they're not at home, and that almost makes me want to lean Iowa. But Eddie, do you remember a couple years ago when some dumbass took Iowa to win the Big Ten and then to win the Rose Bowl? Uh, I didn't take them to win the Rose Bowl. I've never bet more money on a single game than against them in that Rose Bowl. No, Eddie, Eddie, I'm the dumbass. Oh, right. I took UCLA. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. See, I can't even remember our dumb bits. That's how long we've been doing this. So there's no way I'm taking Iowa in this one out of spite. Um, this is going to be a stupid, dumb game that gets decided by a point. Uh, that's that's what I'm going with in this one. So go ahead and give me was was Well, actually, no, I think that it could be a stupid, dumb game <laughs> by a point. I almost did it. I almost <laughs> fucked it up. I would argue you did fuck it up and you're just catching yourself. I, yeah, I did because I almost actually clicked the X on the Iowa, but no, I'm taking Wisconsin. This does have all the signs of it being a stupid game by one point is what I meant to say, but I don't think it's going to happen. Wisconsin's got to get back on track and I don't like them big, but I like them to win by about a touchdown in this one. Eddie, who do you have? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I I need a minute to recompose after that. That was a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, <laughs> I, I lied. I was actually super this year. Apparently Wisconsin was number two because what the fuck? <laughs> How do you lose to BYU at home? Good Lord, man. You've got a night game in Kinnick with an Iowa team that has been playing good defense. I, I'm taking Iowa, man. Oh my Iowa god! Night. Don't do it, Eddie. I, 
I'm not. I'm not just taking the spread. I'm taking money line on Saturday. Oh, this is a bad idea, Eddie. This is a very, is very bad idea. Yes, it is. How many? How many big games have we seen at Kinnick over the last few years where Iowa's come to play? And has Wisconsin really looked good in a game yet this year? I mean, are you really impressed with what they did to New Mexico? No, not really. As much as you know, a Bob Davy offense gets me going. Hey, I just, I can't trust a team that just lost outright as a 24-point favorite to a bunch of Mormons. Uh, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta earn that trust back. I ain't gonna give it to you. All right. Ha-ha! Okay. Give it to Hawkeyes. All right. Well, I corrected the rest of the top 25. I knew South Carolina, that should have been my first warning that I was doing this wrong. <sighs> Don't fill things out on a Tuesday, kids. Anyway, next up, <laughs> this is gonna be a very, very interesting game. Number seven, Stanford at number 20, Oregon Stanford, a two point favorite Bryce love back in this week after a mystery injury. Eddie, who do you got in this one? I have a very strange blind spot in this game. I have not seen a single minute. I have not even seen a single highlight of an Oregon football game this year. I don't know how because I've watched a whole lot of college football and a whole lot of replays and sports centers of college football. I don't think I've seen a duck yet. So I don't have a goddamn clue what they're bringing to the table, to be perfectly honest. Wait, hold on. You watch Michigan play uh, offense. I think you've seen a few ducks. Hey, there it is. (laughs) That was a zing. Oh, man, I don't know about this one. Oregon at home in the past has been a thing, but that was like three coaches ago. Stanford gets Bryce Love back. And, yeah, okay, they beat Southern Cal. We've established this trash. I'm putting a little more faith in the San Diego State win, which, again, I had picked the Aztecs in that game. But the Aztecs came and got some work done against trash-ass hard arm last week, which was quite profitable for your boy. Oh, I appreciated it. Because that was, that was, oh, that was good. Anyways, move on. Uh, moving on. I'm going to take Stanford here. I don't feel good about it because I just, I have no info on Oregon. I really don't. It's a stay away from me. I get, oh, oh, actually, wait, breaking news. When we go to the live ticket counter, we're actually going to flip we're going to go back to the old stay with the book, weird, bad week stuff happening. Let's go, Ducks. <laughs> Screw it. Quack, quack. All right. Well, it, it's final. The bet is now final for that one, Eddie. All right. Um, I'll tell you what. This is why you haven't seen anything for Oregon yet, because their first game was against Bowling Green. Then they played Portland State, and then they played San Jose State. That doesn't exactly get you a lot of airtime. And so, really, this is an unproven football team, for the most part. And this is going to be their first big test. Now, it's good for them that they're at home, and they've been at home for the past three weeks as well. So, this has everything of getting really comfortable, maybe being a little bit overconfident. And I tell you what, I'm taking the first pick that you were going to take. I would love the chaos to happen. I want to be wrong on this one. I think if there's a chance for chaos, it could be here, but... Just based on what's going on here, and honestly, if this line was anywhere for Stanford 
above three, I would be taking Oregon 100% because I think just under a field goal is right about where I'd want this sucker to be. So go ahead and give me Stanford in this one. And folks, that brings us to the main event of your afternoon, about like mid-morning, if, if you're us, Eddie, at 11 a.m. kickoff here in Texas. Notre Dame, still number eight in the nation, getting leapfrogged, I think justifiably so, which actually surprised me. It's almost like people actually paid attention to college football up in the top ten. Against Wake Forest, they will be on the road for the first road game. Notre Dame, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, boy, I tell you what, I think every day I've had a different pick for this one. I, I've talked myself into taking Wake because I'm like, oh, Notre Dame is going to keep it a one-possession game. But then I'm like, well, Notre Dame doesn't give up more than 20 points, no matter what the offense is right now. Now, granted, Wake Forest has an offense that could run 90 to 100 plays, so it's a little bit of a different animal than what they faced before. But even when you know lowly Ball State ran a bunch of plays, the defense was able to hold it together. And I got to think that Notre Dame could score. So if I'm thinking Wake should only score 20, I got to think Notre Dame could score 28, right? And then I remember the whole one possession thing. And eight points is technically one possession, motherfucker. Go ahead and give me Notre Dame in this one. Who do you have, Eddie? I have not flipped my pick at all. There's no doubt in my mind where I'm going. I'm taking Wake Forest. I've seen this bandied about a few places. I know good old Rakes had it in his report this week. Do you know the scores of the last five Notre Dame wins, my friend? I think they are all hovering around the opponent scores less than 20, and Notre Dame has consistently scored 26 and 27 or something like that, correct? 24-17, oh. 21-17, 24-17, 24-16, 22-17. We are nothing if not consistent lately, and I expect a very similar game this weekend. You've got an 11 a.m. kick, which is just a front to God. Like, that's that's... Maybe I'll get up for a Premier League soccer game at that time. I shouldn't be having to wake up for a Notre Dame game at that time. That's crazy. (laughs) But absolutely nothing about this Notre Dame offense leads me to believe that I can trust them to score more points. The only thing I'm concerned about missing this pick is a defensive touchdown. I think that Wake Forest can put up points if they need to. That was actually an incredibly entertaining game against Boston College last week. Ended up being 41-34, just a barn burner of a game. But like you said, Wake is going to run 90, 100 plays. And with the fact that we've not been rotating defenders at all, you've got some guys who have played 100% of the snaps. At some point, that's going to catch up. I would think in a game like this, when you've got guys like Stanford and Virginia Tech coming down the road, You're not going to want to burn that fuel any more than you have to. So you're going to have to start getting some kind of a rotation. I think the defense will hold to where they've been in in a very similar area, somewhere in that 17 to 21 point range. I just have no reason to believe in the offense because I don't even know what this offense is right now. You know, what they're doing with the quarterbacks makes absolutely no sense. It's all about the blue Uh, zone, Eddie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was I was just about to say, you know, you had referenced the athletic in some shill pitch last week. Uh I, I love Pete Sampson's stuff and he but that red, white, and blue zone, what <laughs> just what? 
and it's and very patriotic. Where it's <laughs> herlowsons.com slash athletic, by the way, for 25% off your first year annual subscription. <laughs> there's a joke about colors running in the red, white, and blue zone, but honestly, I just don't have anything to put it together right now. <laughs> uh, but somebody asked Pete a question about, you know, why are they using book at the five, which should be where Wimbo is at his most comfortable and, right. and most dangerous as opposed to, I don't know, the 40 where somebody who can actually run an RPO with all three of the O's available would be a little more useful. That's, that's an excellent question that I would love to hear the answer for, but I don't think we're going to get it this weekend. So, so did Pete. <laughs> he would have loved the answer too. I read that same Q&A. Yeah, uh, you know, great stuff. Uh, Pete's always great. But I just, I don't have a clue what this offense is. Man, am I am I going to feel a lot better when Steve Rogers finally makes it to the raft and breaks sweet, sweet Dexter Williams free next week? But uh, I can you really trust this offense to put up more than twenty one points? Yes, because they have consistently. Have they? <laughs> they they, they oh, literally can, have. Can you trust them? <laughs> I apologize. Can you trust them to put up more than twenty four points? Like I say, I've, I've trusted him to put up 20. I am 28 to 20 is what I'm looking at in this one. All right, I, that would be a cover for you, so that'll work. That's it, and that's a uh, one-possession game. Brian Kelly moves to 4-0, one-possession games. I, I will say, so far this year, I'm 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 sitting 6-0 and betting on Notre Dame games. We may get a little cute this week. I'm, I'm going to take Notre Dame first half and wake for a second half because that's been a winner all year long. Yeah, you've been doing that pretty consistently, right? Well, no. Usually I've been betting. I've, I've had just the the full game spread and the totals correct so far. Mm-hmm. Right now, I mean, that's another thing. Under in this game right now is 60 points. Ooh, that's tempting. Your boy is going to be heavily sitting on that under and not really all that concerned about it because again i don't think we can put up more than 21 24 i'm not too concerned with wake dropping 35 so i think we're gonna be okay on that under there i I would at least yeah i I think notre dame wins don't i i don't want to sound overly pessimistic i think notre dame wins but I think Notre Dame is going to continue looking like they have all year and they're going to win a close, ugly game. And then we're going to sit here for a couple of weeks being like, well, shit, what are we going to do against Stanford? What are we going to do against tech? You know, but Hey, I'll take that. I, again, shout out rakes because that's what I like to do on this podcast. He had a great on a tweet. Uh, uh, I guess it was right after the game last week. For watching a team that has led, what, 96% of the time, it sure has not felt that way for the old heart palpitations. Well, I will say this. I mean, maybe I am getting a lot calmer in my advanced age and I have to deal with two little heathens every now and then. But I have only, at the last drive of the Michigan game, last drive of the Vanderbilt game, only time where I've been legitimately nervous that something could go sideways. And that's been about it because, yeah, and now it has it. Could it be more comfortable? Yes, absolutely. But 
maybe I've just completely gone insane and super don't give a shit anymore. Or maybe I am the biggest Brian Kelly homer on the internet, according to some parts of the internet. But I, I just really have a big concern, and it is because they've been leading wire to wire. I have you're you are correct. And I and I would agree that I have not been nervous about the result of that individual game. Have I been insanely frustrated and that's terribly fair. concerned about what happens when you play an actual good team? Yes. Uh but no you're right. I have not I was not clutching my pearls that oh my god, we're gonna lose the game. <laughs> now when when Yoon pushed that ball right, did I start getting a little antsy? Yeah. Michigan, did I get a Lancy? Yeah. Ball State was more just, what are we even doing here? Like, come on, guys. Stop <laughs> fucking around. Just this. <laughs> like, can we, can we please start playing football? We're clearly better than this team. Uh, that's what that was. All right. Well, there you go. And there you have it. And I'm uh, actually pulling up the standings right now so I can keep us uh, in the loop here. So eventually I'm going to be able to take these standings and start like filtering them out by weeks and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, but right now it'll still be listed by percentage. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to at least uh, give a shout out here uh, to the people with the top amount of wins. And right now that is uh, Brett Ubles is 14 and four. I don't, don't believe he played week three. So he stays uh, the same spot he was week two. And uh, Father Soren's Ramblers at 19 and 8, so 70%. And I am one game behind right there. Look at that. 18 and 9, batting over uh, 66% myself. And Eddie, you were almost to that 500 glory land. And you did have a great, great uh, week last week. Um, We agreed for the most part. So uh, we both lifted each other up. You're 13 and 14, so you're just one game down. So... We disagree a lot here, Eddie. There's about to be a big shift for you and I coming down the pipe. Well, usually that's worked out well for you, but as I told you, I was lulling Vegas, you, Father <laughs> Solomon's Ramblers, everybody into a false sense of security. Now I'm playing. And I'm and I will fully admit, just so that everyone's got the full amount of information, before these picks were made, I watched John Wick too. <laughs> and so my my blood is raging with the fuel of headshot season so you can pick against me but i would not advise it because i'm thinking i'm back all right well fair enough let's see if john wick does you good and if it does i'm gonna sit there and just binge john week every friday night while i am uh, sitting here doing extra life (laughs) Uh, i have it on the second screen just to keep that good vibes going they are two of the finest movies you will ever find. Absolutely. I still need to see two. Scene one, uh, loved it. I, I need to see the second one. It is very, very good. Well, well, kids, we've got an interesting week. I understand on paper it may not be the best. You know, we stick to top 25 games usually. Kids, do I have a lead pipe, stone cold, lock of the century of the week for you? Ooh. The line may have moved. I got in when it was plus 12. Northern Illinois. The Mighty Huskies. Home of Garrett Wolf and... Can't name another football player who's ever gone to Northern <laughs> Illinois. But it doesn't matter because you know why? They have a, good, a very good defense this year. And you know who they're playing? Florida State. Oh, Florida hello! State. Florida State is fucking... <laughs> 
garbage. Do not at me, Jack. They're not only they're definitely not going to cover twelve. They couldn't cover twelve against a high school team at this point. They I couldn't score a touchdown can... against Syracuse until late, and that defense is garbage. They got straight bodied by Syracuse, and that's a Syracuse that lost their one good player, the quarterback, <laughs> in like the second quarter. And then they finally started scoring touchdowns. It was beautiful. Uh, I haven't checked where that line's at. If it's still at 12, go ahead and jump up on it the huskies are coming the Knolls. oh it ain't getting better willie <laughs> willie may be wishing he was still up in eugene for game day this weekend it's not gonna be pretty <laughs> so there you have it your bonus stone cold lead pipe lock of the century up boy kids it's always fun it's always glorious even if it doesn't look great on paper it's still better than anything else in the world so enjoy your college football Go Irish and hail Gambler. All right. And that's going to do it for us. And folks, Florida State on the uh, on Bovada is a nine and a half point favorite. So, Eddie, you did good jumping on it early because that line has come down. But anyway, that is going to do it for us, folks. Thank you so much for joining us either live here on twitch.tv slash loyal sons or on the podcast. Please give us a follow over on Twitch. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast feeds from. You can always find us at our home over at HerLoyalSons.com. Join us in Discord. That is our live chat server. You can find us at HerLoyalSons.com slash Discord. Until next time, y'all, go Irish, beat wait. Have a good one.